One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, my name is Andy Dawson. My name's Sam Delaney. And we are here with part seven of the Keen Odyssey. We thought it was just going to be maybe two parts, but we're at part seven. We think this could be the end, Sam. I think if you put our podcast back to back, it's probably longer than listening to the entire audio book of yeah Keen's I think we should do that as well put it out as one massive behemoth of a podcast yeah just sell it and see if we could get it sold in shops on vinyl that'd be good wouldn't it yeah like D- a box set of four albums Gate, gatefold yeah. vinyl yeah right with the lyrics written on the inside because I reckon we've done about what four hours now in total of this it could be our songs in the key of life yeah or sign of the times oh, do you know what I mean a yeah. classic double album of our very best. We'll do, do that. Do you think it would be up there with the best work of Prince or Stevie Wonder? Um, in terms of groove. Yes, yeah. Gro- yeah, and definitely. danceability. Yeah, because once we Those get in that groove... Those are the two things that you should rate any podcast on. Yeah, groove and danceability. Mm. Yeah, all right. Well, let's see if we can finish it in this episode, shall we? Yeah. Where were we? Um, he's still at Ipswich. And uh, there's, a, there's a bit in the book with John Walters and uh, John Walters wanted to leave it says we were four or five games into the season he'd heard that Stoke were interested in him Tony Pulis again says Roy (laughs) 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 I said John I haven't had a call from anybody I couldn't blame John for wanting to leave he'd been a good player for us and he had a chance to the Premiership but he did it the wrong way he came back a few days later they're definitely after me said John I said, I've heard nothing. If there's a bid, I'll tell you. I've nothing to hide from you. You can ring the owner. I don't do the business deals. Why are you talking to me? (laughs) (laughs) And Walter says, I'm not having this. And then Keane says, there was effing and blinding. A bit of shoving. (laughs) Again, it's it's like the Liam Lawrence interview. I don't really remember, but it might have got physical. Yeah, I I nearly physically attacked him, but I I didn't. (laughs) There was effing and blinding, a bit of shoving. Why don't you fucking believe me? (laughs) he said as he pushed his face down into the carpet I didn't begrudge him the move although I was losing one of my better players and maybe my job I got carried away and John got carried away (laughs) so like it wasn't my fault so there was a bit of shoving we got carried away possibly someone may have got some scissors out at one point Uh, he says I dropped him for the next game against Burnley. We were 1-0 up, but they scored in injury time. At the press conference after the game, I said that John would never play for the club again. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of the blue. That was a big no-no. His value was down already. He was sold to Stoke a week later. It could have gone better, but I played my part. <laughs> <laughs> Let's no leave regrets. it at that. There's no regrets, is there? And he ends that segment by saying, we've shook hands since... Yeah, but this, of course, was before what happened fairly recently yeah. this year 
when there was uh, a thing that we covered on, on one of the other podcasts in which he fell out with John Walters again and a couple of other members of the Republic of Ireland on squad. On the island duty. Harry Arter was one of them, Harry Arter, yeah. And there was an exchange, and I think we've read out the exact dialogue because one of the players leaked a WhatsApp message yeah. in which they all discussed what had happened. And Roy Keane and John Walters had a great exchange <laughs> and in which John he shouted, Do you want to try and fight me again like you did at Ipswich, John? Do you want my belts? And that was where the do you want my belts line came from. And we've come full circle. Do you want my belts, do you? And then here we are, seven episodes in. You want my belts. So the John Walters, I mean, if you think of all the enemies he's had, Magilton. Yeah. Yaffle. Uh, uh, Yaffle. Queeros. Queeros. Gary um, Neville and Alvinger Harland, of, of course. Alvinger Harland. Patrick Vieira. Yeah. Um, Wenger. P- P- Pablo Canugo. Yeah. But possibly uh, outside of Yaffle, his most formidable opponent. Definitely. And now Walters, who he's sort of had a fight with twice. <laughs> yeah. The thing with Canugo is, Canugo doesn't give a fuck. That's and what really riles with him. someone who, can't, who doesn't give a fuck. Yaffle is playing games with him, but he's got hiring the wind talker and all that shows that Yaffle actually relishes it. Yeah. And it's o- a, it's others, getting inside his head, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and others have gone into it. Whereas Canugo's just there with his martini yeah. and his cigar and he's just like, hey, this and dad. How are we supposed to win anything with the manager like you? Yeah, you are. I don't fucking hey, right, I'm right. not even fit to play. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I go play for Choco. It's no problem. I don't need to be here in Ipswich. Choco give me game any week. All I have to do is turn up with my boots. Sometimes even not with my boots. They lend me a pair. It's no problem. That's what you don't understand. Roy, you need to relax. Come on, chill out a little bit. Have some fun. Give us a... Chill out. Chill out. Roy, you've got a lovely smile, you know. When you smile, your whole face light up with your twinkly Irish eyes. I don't know why you so, look so sad all the time. St- what st- the fuck are you st- talking st- about? St- stop it. Stop <laughs> it, Pablo. I don't know what you're saying. Stop it. Yeah, this is crazy talk now. You're scaring me. You're scaring me, Pablo. Stop it. Do, 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 do you really think i got a nice smile? <laughs> My mummy used to say I had a nice smile too. But, you know... You you can't be smiling all over the place because people see it as a sign of weakness. My, my 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 best friend when I was a young lad, he said I had a lovely smile, and then then one day he went away with his skateboard, and I never saw him again. And, and I haven't I, smiled I had some since. very complicated feelings about it all. So I told <laughs> him to stuff his skateboard. And it was that day that I decided to myself, no more smiling, Roy, because if you let them see you smiling, that's when they go off with yeah. the skateboard. They let you down. Yeah, you they see them. you weak. They see you soft. They see you vulnerable. Never smile again. I think you should smile. <laughs> Pablo, stop it now. You're bringing back feelings that I've spent a long time trying to suppress. Are you, uh, are you ticklish, Roy? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a tickly spot? I warn you now, Let Pablo. Don't fucking be tickling me now. I'm fucking warning you. Don't fucking... Oh. Warning, warning you. Don't fucking tickle me. Come on. Oh. Come on. It's silly now. I knew it would be there just under the armpit. I knew it. No, you're mucking about it. Stop it. I got a fucking team to manage here. The other lads are here. I got just rooms to decorate. Get away from me. We should do a deep dive yeah. into Pablo Canugo's memoir, Dis- This and That, yeah. uh, at some point. After yeah. we've done this and Keegan and the other ones, we'll do a deep dive seven episodes into Pablo Canugo's This and That. Most, there's only one chapter on football. Yeah. Uh, most of it's about... A, his, Lifestyle. His idyllic childhood. Yeah. Where he was raised by two aunts, lesbians, yeah. 
Um, and he had a wonderful, very artistic sort of upbringing in the very wild. Free. Very free. He learned in this sort of like very creative way. He was always outdoors in the sunshine. He learned how to use a knife at the age of four. Yeah. He had a pet monkey who he would play with day and night, and it was a lovely time. And then after that, he was a lot of the chapters are just about his Latin jazz bands. Yeah, but he and was how, various different Latin jazz bands. How incredibly well endowed he is as well. <laughs> yes, but he's not bothered. It was always an advantage in some ways to have such an enormous penis, but it didn't matter to me as long as I had my music and the sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Someone on Twitter um, uttered, "Can you go in?" The other really? day they were talking to oh, can to, goes out so there he's, the he's on the Twitter but he hasn't tweeted for about 120 days the last tweet so, he did was this and that I think it was yeah <laughs> so I think if we could get that's him, his biog as if well if we could lure him in somehow no, his, his bio, it says Pablo Canugo, and underneath all it says is, how are we supposed to win anything with you as the manager? <laughs> and then his last tweet is just, this and that. And, that. <laughs> and then the, the trail runs dry. We kind of just do whatever we want, Roy. <laughs> whatever feels good. <laughs> this is it! There's a little bit where he's trying to uh, bolster the Ipswich team just before he gets the sack and he says I was looking for players on loan I tried to call in a few favours from old teammates but I wasn't getting it back oh, that's quite cute mm, yeah. <laughs> some old teammates don't want to be anyone would friends think that with you, Roy you, you'd being... alienated people over the years and burnt several bridges <laughs> maybe he should have smiled a bit more mm-hmm. um, and he says I did get Andros Townsend and Jake Livermore from Tottenham but in 2010 they were very young and having Tottenham tendencies in a place like Ipswich is never good. <laughs> Does he qualify what that means? <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> just leaves it there. Just leaves it hanging. Tottenham, Tottenham tendencies t- in a place like Ipswich. Let me tell you, it doesn't go down very well. What the hell? Tottenham- Some of those country folk. <laughs> they don't like it. You know, well, let's just leave it at this. Villages can be funny places. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And the, Doug, the lads Doug Livermore and Andrews Townsend found that out soon enough. The lads from London come in with their fast cars and their fast chat. Yeah. And they're... Throwing their money around. Like their debit cards. Trying to get the best <laughs> table in Café Rouge at the weekend. Yeah. Thinking they can just pay off the maitre d' to get them the, the window table. Oh, sorry, we don't take debit cards here. We just do cash only. Sorry, lads, you'll have to go and eat somewhere else. <laughs> What's this? Oh, no, we haven't got metric yet. What's this? This is London money. <laughs> Tottenham tendencies. Tottenham tendencies. Well, the, the really mind is. boggles as to what that means. What was going on in Roy's head when he came yeah. up with that particular <laughs> phrase? I wonder if Roddy Doyle ever said, what do you mean by that, uh, Roy? I mean what I say, Roddy. Tottenham tendencies. Tottenham tendencies, yes, but not everyone. Just write it down. <laughs> People will know what I mean. 5.30, Roddy. i got to go now. <laughs> I've got a salsa class to get to. I haven't got all day to sit here explaining fucking obvious things to you. I thought you are supposed to be an artist. I suppose, thought you are supposed to have a fucking brain on you. You and don't if, even know the basics of the English language. If you don't know what Tottenham tendencies mean, then what do you know? And if you're wondering, a salsa class is very much not a Tottenham tendency. <laughs> so don't go thinking that. Do you know what, Roddy? I, I started looking I started doing some digging on you because I've had my suspicions throughout this process and I looked I've seen this film the, this film The Commitments it was the most stupid fucking film I've ever seen in my life <laughs> did you write that bullshit it's a bunch of fellas singing 
who who did you get to sit with you and say all the words for that one for you to write down? Who was that? Was it Steve Stanton, was it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ray Houghton. <laughs> the smacks of Ray Houghton, the commitments yeah. to me. Was it Terry Phelan, was it? Dog boy. <laughs> it sounds like one of his stories. I think he was in a band, you know. No. Well, who was it? You made it up. I, what? What's just in your brain? Why would you do a thing like that? <laughs> There's real life going on all around you. Why would you sit down, think of something, make it up, and write it down? That's so like one long lie. You're just a liar then, aren't you, Ratty? You're a liar. A professional liar. There was never a band called The Commitments. There was never a soul band in Dublin. Of course there fucking wasn't. You made up a lie and you sold it. To fucking disgust me. You know better than fucking Carlos Queiros. I tell you who else I hate as well. Magicians, they're the same. They're just liars. Fucking liars. And I tell you what, no such thing as magic. Fishermen. Fishermen, do you know what they do? They lie to the fish because they hang down a wee maggot and they say, oh, come here, fishy, fishy, fishy. Go i got a wee dinner. snack for you. And then when they get near, they fucking catch them, don't they? And they put a hook through their wee mouths. Smack the go, head off the You off fucking the idiot. You fucking idiot. There's no snack. I'm just here to kill you, you cunt. It's not on. You can't lie to fish. They've Stupid got feelings, fish you know. cunt. <laughs> you fucking imbecile. You can't lie to a fish. They're not the cleverest. Of course they're not. But you can't lie to them. I'd rather lie to a fish than lie to John Walters. I say that much. <laughs> Very similar people. Very similar mindset. Similar eyes too. Empty. Dead. This is it. That was pretty much his last act as Ipswich manager getting those two on loan with their Tottenham tendencies. And then. That was it for me. Yeah, that was the final straw. That was my last roll of the dice. (laughs) Um, And then he talks about after Ipswich, he he spends a bit of time on the uh, the charity football scene going around the world playing in these benefit games and all this sort of thing. Uh, And there's a trip to Nigeria with Marcel Desai. Uh, <laughs> that's a film in itself yeah. it? Desai and King Roy and Marcel great <laughs> movie Desai is about as laid back as they come yeah. and Roy he's is got Canugo Roy. tendencies yeah <laughs> exactly yeah Desai I find myself drawn to Marcel Desai as a man I don't know <laughs> what it was I find myself thinking of Canugo quite a bit as well I found him relaxing to be around if I'm honest it's very soothing very soothing <laughs> man he says we were flying back to Lagos the next morning down to hotel reception back outside and Marcel got in the helicopter we were back in Lagos in half an hour we, we landed in Heathrow I was due to get a connecting flight to Manchester but the screening machine and security started making noises as my bag went through what the fuck's going on here what's with the beep 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 it's orbital here <laughs> I'm fucking hearing things here <laughs> but <laughs> yaffle <laughs> what the fuck is this machine show yourself here you, officer, have you seen a fucking bird around here anywhere made out of wood? Are you sure now? He's a master of disguise, he you know. He to be wearing some kind, of, some kind of cape and maybe a tricorn hat or something. I'm just guessing. Like Dick Turpin. He dressed himself up as Dick Turpin. That's the way he operates. Thinks he fucking dress up as a highwayman, thinks he can get to any airport in the world like I'm that. I'm inside his head, though. I know how he works. <laughs> If you see Dick Turpin in an airport, have a closer look. It'll be Professor Yaffle. It'll be fucking Yaffle at a back post, so it will. And he'll be looking to do something to me with one of your bleeping machines. <laughs> Slow me down so I don't get to Manchester. <laughs> That's his raison d'etre. <laughs> Keep Roy out of Manchester. 
He says, but the screening machine started making noises as my bag went through. There was some sort of explosive residue on the handle of my bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's what can happen, isn't it? You go to Nigeria, you, all over the you place. play a charity football match, probably arranged by Bobby Charlton. Yeah. Um, and some kind of residue ends up on the handle of your bag. The Bobby Charlton the Blinding Bobby Charlton Foundation. Blinding residue. <laughs> I need to raise money, lads, to blind these African kiddies. <laughs> Because they won't blind themselves, you know. You need the equipment. You need the industrial ammonia. And you need all the rest of it. And I'm not going over there and staying in some three-star hotel when I do it, so... We've got to stay somewhere nice, like, so you're going to have to come over and play in a game to raise the money, because if not, those wee kiddies aren't going to get blinded in time for Christmas. They're going to have perfect eyesight for years to come. And we can't be having that now, can we, Roy? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I know, I know what you're saying, Bobby. I'm sorry I woke you up that time. I had a fight with Smeichel. Is this ever going to end, Bobby? <laughs> sorry, Sir Bobby. For fuck's sake, though, Bobby, you could have intervened. You didn't just have to grass us up and then tie us into this deal where we had to be blinding people for the rest of our fucking lives. Where's Peter? Peter's not here. I've got other uses for Peter, Roy. <laughs> with his big hands. He's Do you on know a what special, I'm saying? He's on a special mission right now you in Cambodia. You about that. You don't need to know what he's up to. <laughs> now listen, take this bag back to Manchester. And if the beep goes off on the machine when you go through the airport, don't answer any questions. And don't silence, Roy. Silence. <laughs> hey, don't claim you know now about it. Make something up if you want to. Who's that bird you're always fucking carping on about? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Are you about Bobby? Yeah, that's him. Make something up about that cunt. <laughs> I don't care what you say. Just leave old Sir Bobby here out of it. <laughs> All right then, Bobby, I think I get the picture. But to be clear, is Yaffle involved? No, he's not involved. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> right, I get the picture, don't I knew worry. I should have got Peter involved. It's or even <laughs> Nicky Butt. <laughs> don't worry, Bobby. I've got it all covered. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. So the official line in the book is there was some sort of explosive residue in the handle of my bag. It must have been on the hands of one of the security lads who'd been carrying my bag in Nigeria. They were XSAS, he says, <laughs> as if that qualifies. Probably had explosives on them. Yeah, they've probably had explosive residue on their hands for decades and just haven't washed it off properly. 
dating right back to, dating right back to the embassy siege. Nineteen eighty one. Yeah. The Libyan mm. embassy siege. Yeah. When they were the snooker go off. I think some of them were involved in the uh, embassy siege in the early eighties, so it was probably still there from then. Listen. A lot of DSAS lads don't wash their hands very often. It's part of their training. They haven't got time. Why would you need to wash your hands? Why would you want to worry about hygiene when you're in the SAS? When there's people's next one snapping? <laughs> he says uh, they were ex-SAS. <clears throat> Wherever we went, they had been with us. They followed us everywhere. And that, that just kind of um, explains it. Ah, there's a bit more. He says, I mentioned my connecting flight. The Heathrow lads looked at me. That is the least of your worries, they said. <laughs> <laughs> It's important that we trace it. But I've been to Nigeria. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I've been to Nigeria. What do you fucking expect? There's fucking explosive residue everywhere you look. It's coming out the fucking taps. It's like arresting someone coming back from fucking Spain with a straw donkey. <laughs> Would you do that? No, because you know it's impossible to come back from Spain without a straw donkey. So who's the real racist here? Is it me or is it you? <laughs> I think it's you. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. the, he threw lads look at me that's the least of your worries he said but I've been to Nigeria oh well we'll put the bag through again but if it comes up again you're going nowhere <laughs> and then he says it was fine the second time though and off I went weird <laughs> well, I wonder if they took a phone call at some point from somebody in between the first and second hello screening. lads it's Bobby Charlton here <laughs> I hear you're having a bit of a hold up with our Roy at the security gates don't yeah. worry there's nothing to worry about just <laughs> let him through let him through no I've, had, I've had a quick natter with your boss and he said it would be best for everyone if oh. you just let Roy through alright oh, ok ok sir Bobby thanks for that <laughs> anything you say fuck me hang on I'll just take his call <laughs> hello what fuck me it's the Bobby Charlton on the line. <laughs> Manchester United legend, an African child blinder, Sir Bobby Charlton. <laughs> yes, Sir Bobby. Of course, Sir Bobby. I'm sorry, Sir Bobby. No problem, Sir Bobby. All the best. Let Roy Keane go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's the kind of fucking weight Sir Bobby Charlton has. Definitely. This, this is it. it. Roy mentions these these celebrity charity games and, and all this. He says, I played a few charity celebrity games. I was surprised that there was an appearance fee for a charity gig. So he's got, he's gone like full charity there. Yeah. He's, he's got no time for anybody that takes a fee for doing charity work. I sometimes go down the British Heart Foundation shop to buy some uh, buy some of the vinyl they sell there. I see the price of the vinyl in the British Heart <laughs> Foundation. Now, I was in there the other day and they're selling Big Country's first album, The Crossing, for 12, <laughs> $12.99 on the vinyl. Come on, I could get it at Amazon for less than that. I said, I can't believe it. And I said, and one other thing, how much are they paying you to do this? <laughs> I said to the little old woman behind the counter. And she says, I, I'm, on, I'm on, I think it's £3.35 an hour. She's gone, oh, this and that, this and that. We get paid whatever we want. I said, you know what? You're a fucking disgrace. I took the record, I threw two pound on the desk, and I fucked off. Speak to my lawyers. <laughs> Never heard from them again. Speak to Michael Kennedy. They got a problem. I think I might have gone for her, but I can't quite remember. I can't remember. <laughs> There might have been some pushing and shoving as I attempted to leave the shop. With I my, can't remember. With my copy of The Crossing by Big Country. <laughs> which is a, a very, very underrated album, I must say. Maybe. It was overlooked by Simple Minds and U2 quite a lot at the time. Maybe. It was a very strong album, some maybe, good melodies. Maybe I could have reacted better, but she was to blame just as much. It, <laughs> it started at her end, trust me. 
you're a fucking joke, she said. There's it's, no need for that. I responded as any man would. I pushed said, her face into the carpet. You're a fucking joke. It's 12 quid. You're a multi-millionaire. I gave her some back. You're the fucking joke, I said. <laughs> Next thing I know, I've got my fucking knee in the small of her back and I'm pressing her face into the carpet. What's your name? I'm going to make a little puppet of you. One of those cone puppets that you push up. Uh. Rita. Rita, is it? <laughs> he says, um, I played a few charity celebrity games. I was surprised there was an appearance fee. I passed my fees on to the British Art Foundation, maybe. Yeah. part of an agreement a settlement we played one at Old Trafford for UNICEF the rest of the world versus some pop bands <laughs> <laughs> none of whom were big country by the way so I'd never heard of them and there's another one and I played one up at Celtic ex-players versus somebody <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember who they were I just remember they were all utter cunts can you imagine he had disdain yeah. right not just for his opponents in the top flight, like <laughs> Arsenal. He had disdain even for his own teammates, like Gary Neville, yeah, right? Yeah. Who won Champions League and, and League titles. He had disdain for them. Can you imagine how he regarded these people who weren't even pros or ex-pros who he had to play against? Yeah. He would have thought of them as subhuman. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Like, just matter. Interloping on his on his domain, yeah. football pitch. What the fuck are belong. you? What what are you doing even trying to talk to me? I can't even see you. I'm so, yeah. I'm so furious I've gone blind. I can't see you. <laughs> it just looks like a grey blob. Those games I'd played a whole thing in a rage. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't see a thing. It was like a kaleidoscope in my brain. <laughs> but I'd often score and come away man of the match anyway. <laughs> Ex players versus somebody. Ali <laughs> Mers is it? <laughs> Fucking oh, hell. Claiming to be a United fan, are you? Yeah, I thought you might be. <laughs> Where are you from? London, is it? I went straight through him. I gave him everything I got. He was crying on the floor. I laughed. <laughs> Mars, you're a joke. That's not reggae music. <laughs> That's not reggae music. In fact, it's an insult to Jamaican culture. <laughs> I told him right there and then. Back at the, in the Durham days, Sebastian and Julian had got me into a Trojan <laughs> and that kind of stuff. All the compilations they get of the Trojans, you get them in the supermarkets now. <laughs> just the fiver. Very good stuff. I knew me reggae, and I can tell you this, Ali Mers is not reggae. And I let him know in no uncertain terms that day at Celtic Park. I says, you know what you are? You're worse than Sid Owen. And fuck <laughs> me, he's bad. Do you know what you remind me of? Fucking Sting. But more of a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so he says uh, X players versus somebody um, but I felt awful is this what it's come to I just didn't want to end up playing football with fucking JLS <laughs> God, I think I'm, we've I'm kind surprised of, and impressed that he knows you JLS we've kind of crossed over there that he's, that's him actually saying something that we would probably put in his mouth yeah exactly yeah yeah I think we've almost reached the end this, this is it the book ends um before he goes to Aston Villa and helps out Paul Lambert before he ends up working with Martin O'Neill at Ireland again so it finishes with his um, his burgeoning career as a pundit with ITV mm. so he talks he talks about that he says uh, I enjoyed the trips to London on the train I enjoyed walking around London my <laughs> <laughs> looking out for car- it's a hell of a big place you know <laughs> looking out for Cardo driving around <laughs> yeah it's a big place every car I went up I tapped on the window I said have you seen Cardo no one had. 
you know, so they said. They, they say they say London's a big place, but I walk from one side to the other in forty-five minutes. <laughs> so you know when you get on the tube and you're on the tube for two minutes between two stations, you actually only go thirty feet. Did you know that? <laughs> That's how it works. Which is a fucking waste of time. There's a lot of lazy people in London, but it's a beautiful city. I didn't bump into Carnu once. I think people. I think either he was hiding from me, or people were trying to. There was some kind of conspiracy going on. I was doing a lot of asking about him, a lot of probing, but nobody seemed to know who he was. Or so they fucking said. They last so him. We never seen the fella. I fucking could see in their eyes. African, isn't he, Carnu? <laughs> it all added up. I said to him, Bobby Charlton's involved me, in this. You in there? You seen? You seen Carnu? You used to play for Arsenal, big lad. No, I haven't seen him. So I have a little car. I said, how could you miss the cunt? He's about six foot four. Big black fella. You must know who I'm talking about. They said nothing. I think there might have been some pushing and shoving. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, getting to and from the stadiums could be a problem because of the traffic. I started getting a motorbike to the games, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> I'd be- Whee! I'd be couriered on the back of the bike from the station to the ho- other hotel to Wembley or Stamford Bridge. Now, Mr. Keane, um, just get on the back, and if you just want to ha- hold on to me, just <laughs> for security, just keep yourself safe. I'm not holding on to any. What are you talking man. about? Hold on! I'm sitting with my hands in my pockets, <laughs> just so there can be no confusion. <laughs> <laughs> you keep your hands to yourself, and I'll keep my hands to myself. You'll keep and your we'll hands all on be okay. You'll keep your hands on your handlebars. I'll keep my hands on the pockets. I've got good balance. I used to be a footballer. i got great core strength, you know. I've been on one of those yoga courses with Ryan Giggs in his mates. Well, they're my mates too now, really. They're, they're a good bunch of lads. Well, I haven't heard from them for a while, but they're still good lads. <laughs> I've still got their numbers. Do you know how much iron I've got in my body? I can keep balance. Don't you worry about me. I'm more or less like a big fucking metal rod. That came out wrong. Don't take that the wrong way. What I'm saying is I'm a very stiff man. No, hang on. <laughs> I'm strong. I'm a strong person. Now just get riding mentally, and stop talking. Mentally strong. <laughs> I've got mental resilience. Even if I fall off this bike, I will stand back up, brush myself down and get back on again. <laughs> Come on, I'll show you. Get going. <laughs> I'd be couriered on the back of a bike to Wembley or Stamford Bridge, for example. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I enjoyed the routine. Getting to the games, getting home. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of routine yeah. isn't it simple go from Clean. A to B mm. go from B to A sleep <laughs> recuperate <laughs> I got them to make me my own spider hole somewhere under a bridge <laughs> in London it was great yeah. <laughs> all the homeless people used to come and join me it was lovely <laughs> very warm people it's a fella called Stinky Pete <laughs> became a good friend of mine actually he used to come in the sp- spider hole at night <laughs> He says that I liked ITV, the people I was working with. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Roddy's gone. Could you elaborate a bit, Roy? No. <laughs> we nearly finished now, Roddy. Come on now. Stop wasting time. You're being silly. You're being childish again. Like when you made up that silly story about the commitments. <laughs> but we're ending on a bit of a, a bit of a low note because he says the problem for me was that the TV work felt like failure because I failed at management at Ipswich. I'm referring only to myself, not to the lads who've wanted to work in the media. I didn't, I didn't want to do it. I just did it because it was there. They wanted to do it. They really wanted to do they it. They didn't mind being failures. And things. They didn't mind being failures, but I minded because my standards were higher than theirs. They used to come in with them iPads with the internet on and they used to look up all the stats and all that sort of thing. I just go in with my head, my brains, my opinions. I remember one time Glenn Hollard came in 
he had a he had an iPad. It was covered in notes and tactics. I looked at it. I didn't say anything, but I waited. When he went after the toilet, I spilled my tea all over it. A few sparks and wee fizzes came out. When he came back, he saw it was broken. He asked what had happened. I didn't say anything. And I, I think I saw him crying. I walked off to, and I said to myself under my breath, tactics of a cunts. <laughs> Have some of that huddle with your fucking Tottenham tendencies. <laughs> That's not a Tottenham tendency. I don't know what is. Having an Coming iPad. Coming in here with a fucking notepad made of computers and wires. He says, uh, I was a reluctant pundit. The att- that attitude helped the quality of my commentary, I think. He doesn't know. He just assumes it did. <laughs> he says, I tried to talk as I played, very simply. I simply saw Adrian Childs looking at me, letting me know, we need more. And I was, you're not getting more. I've said my bit. <laughs> Fuck off, Chires. I seen you on that The One Show. <laughs> it's an absolute stupid fucking programme. What's a children's programme doing on at seven o'clock in the evening when there should be proper programmes on, like, like rough justice about uh, miscarriages of justice and murder cases that uh, need to be reopened? What about Dick Turpin? That's a good show. Put that on Why again. don't they bring that back? That's not a kid's show. You're taking money out of Richard O'Sullivan's pocket. He gets repeat fees, I wouldn't wonder. I, well, I don't do um, the one show anymore. That's why I came over here to write to me. Don't argue with me, Adrian. You're making it worse. <laughs> You're not I've getting seen you anymore. on the programme with her, Lampard's wife, with the big teeth. I've said my words. You've got the 75 words out to me and that's it. And that, Sam, is it. That's the end of that's it. That's the end of the book. That is the end of the Roy Keane. But don't worry if you are one of the people who've enjoyed this series of podcasts and feel that they might miss them. Remember... This is actually the second Roy Keane book. So just oh, like the first one, just isn't like there? George uh, Lucas made episodes mm. four, five, and six of Star Wars, and then went back to one, two, and yeah. three. That's what we're going to do because we will, at some point, we don't know when. It might not be immediately. Go back to the first Roy Keane uh, thing, which will be fantastic because it will cover his childhood in Cork <laughs> coming over to England to play for Brian Clough at yeah. Nottingham Forest getting punched in the face by Brian Clough yeah. at Nottingham Forest transferring to Manchester United playing with people with big egos <laughs> like for instance Paul Ince which is going to be sensational there'll be plenty about his thoughts on David Beckham which we haven't had in this book yeah. and, and you know the idea of him just talking about David Beckham yeah, and David Beckham and Posh Spice and all that is tantalising. So we will wait. we will return to that, and I think there's going to be a lot of sensational material in yeah. there. We're going to do some more Premier League seasons before we get right into that, and we're also going to do Kevin Keegan's book. Yeah, in the near future, and then we'll probably do this and that by Pablo, Pablo Canuga. But we're trying to find an English translation of that. It's quite hard. <laughs> so if you've enjoyed uh, the Keen Odyssey. Tell your friends. Yeah, and buy um, the book as well. Buy the book because it's a cracking book. It's a, yeah. It is the best football memoir I've ever read. Yeah. Definitely. Once you do a deep dive into it. Yeah, it's a fucking great book. And like we've had a laugh at Roy's expense. And I don't say this out of fear. I've got a, a respect for him writing a book as honest and as candid as this one. It's given us and so much I comic think material. Should, and I think, you know, you should listen again to all the podcasts, but also go and buy the book. I feel a bit sad. Now that it's finished, I do. For the too. last seven weeks, this has been. I feel a like we're saying goodbye week. to Roy. Yeah, but he'll uh, be back. He'll be back when we read the first. But I can't wait. You can't get a Kindle version. I'm going to have to go and get a second-hand version. We go out the library. There's plenty of them in the in the shops. Yeah. So that's that's. What it have we learned? What's your biggest takeout? Um, 
the Professor Yaffle is not to be fucked with, basically. Mm. Mm. Yourself? Ne- uh, yeah, there's a lot of Yaffle lessons. I think it's probably that you should grasp opportunities when you have them. And be true to yourself. And be true to yourself. So there we are. That's the keynote of Seath. We're, 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 we're hanging on because we don't want it to end. I know. We're just going to sit here and we'll keep see, talking. We'll see you on Monday. Uh, we'll, we'll be back next week. Oh, no, hang on. I've lost track of time. It's Friday. We'll, we'll be, be back, back at Friday. some other time, yeah. With some right. other stuff that's not as funny. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye no, I mean now. it. I'm definitely going now. You can't, Goodbye. You can't go back. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.